Welcome to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny Fuentes, a podcast about dating, marriage, and sex, where we break it down, keep it real, and unashamedly go there. Our goal is to foster a space that welcomes you to have conversations with us regarding these topics. And since we believe in seeking the truth about these topics, we guarantee to keep a biblical perspective in all things related. So go ahead and grab your favorite drink and or put those earbuds because it's about to get real. Hey guys. Hello again. This is Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny. I am Danny. This is Jenny. Hey. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for all of you guys who have been tuning in with us and hearing a lot about what's been, um, you know, just sharing a lot about our story and whatnot. We are coming to the, basically, to the end of our story, and we are very excited that we're actually going to start finally a series. Um, And so today's going to be our last episode, and we just wanted to build trust um, with each and every single one of you guys and community. Last episode of the story, yes. not necessarily like the, <laughs> fi- <laughs> the final episode. That would be pretty funny, though. Yes. So we are um, letting you guys know two things. First and foremost, um, sound quality will be better. A yeah, lot guys, better. We need your money. So <laughs> give us your money. Okay? Put in some overtime at work. Um, let's go get those Instacart, you know, batches going. <laughs> All you people that do Grubhub, let's kick it up a notch, guys. We need some moolah. And then what's going to happen is, um, we, like I said, we're going to get better quality sound. So thank you so much for bearing with us. And yeah. the second thing that I wanted to say is, like Danny said, it's not the end of the episode. It's just, um, uh, or the podcast, I mean, it's just we wanted to build trust with our community so that community knows exactly where we are coming from. Yeah, we just wanted to share, you know, about our experiences and lives before we officially got married so like that once we have that in stone then you know exactly where we're coming from rather than just you know get to the point there's no there's no beef to the burger if you will (laughs) so with that being said we ended in our last episode talking about um what our dating story basically and so in this episode um we want to let you know that um we broke off we broke it off um and we had a broken engagement and after four years of dating no three years of three and a half years of dating we broke it off danny had proposed to me and we broke it off and that breakup was extremely necessary yeah at first i didn't see it that way my heart was super shattered and broken but as you've already heard danny had a lot of garbage and a lot of baggage that he was carrying that he needed to get rid of and that he needed to heal and that's not to dismiss the fact that I also had some childhood wounds that needed to be healed, yet I wasn't aware of them at that moment. But the breakup actually really, really helped both of us to take the moment to heal and to reflect because we entered into a relationship broken. Um, we were both very broken individuals. And so we wanted to make sure that, um, well, Danny, first and foremost, kudos to you, baby. For taking, being brave enough. Nobody calls me baby. (laughs) For being brave enough to break it off with me. So I guess my question to you, Denny, is this. What was going through your head when you first were thinking about the breakup? And why did you break up with me? Um, It was definitely necessary. Um, I... 
because I already done a lot of damage and it just kept piling up, I honestly felt like, okay, I can either choose to keep this to myself, not say anything, get married, and then at some point it comes out in life and we'll see how that goes. Or I, you know, make the decision to end the engagement and, you know, confess everything and possibly lose you and everything that we had already been working on. So I went with the second option and I just, I honestly thought to myself, like, okay, I thought that was it. I didn't think we were ever going to get back together and I thought that, you know, I would never see you again, in all honesty. I had already made up my mind that I was going to not bother you. I was going to stay away. I wasn't going to interact with you or your family. And after that, my prayer was more just solely focused on God just healing your heart, mending what I had broken, and allowing you the opportunity to find love again with someone else. So, you know, that was actually my prayer, so I kept praying for that. Um, Obviously, that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus totally ignored my prayers. <laughs> and the, the beautiful thing about that is, though, um, is that at that <clears throat> moment, I really felt, like I said, I, feel, I felt really hurt and really broken, but I also got to see God move in Danny's life and in my life. Um, we didn't talk for about a year. I don't remember exactly how long, but yeah, there was definitely um, no contact. Yeah. Um, according to my little brother and Jenny, I had hit rock bottom. So yes, his little brother would contact me into, and I would check in. Entered into depression. Um, and I resorted to the comfort of food. So I gained a ton of weight. Um, I didn't care about myself anymore. Um, I just felt like I had no purpose in life. And so I just practically ate myself to death. And I mean, that goes to show that you were brokenhearted also then. Yeah. I mean, but everybody, you know, everybody reacts to pain, to pain and, and trauma in different ways. Um, you know, sort to anger and find some kind of comfort in anger. Um, others, you know, dive themselves into just an insane busy schedule and just busy, 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 work, work, work. Others will probably sort to something much healthier like exercise or but for me, it was just food. I just ate, and I couldn't stop. And so I guess my question to you, Danny, would be, what was your, like, after you broke it off with me? Hey, this isn't an interview. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just talking, you know? I know, I know, but I just think people should know. Yeah, you <laughs> just ask the question. You know the, It's not an interview. I'm being the formal, right, Danny? I don't know. <laughs> I guess, I guess the question is, babe, um, like, 
what did you do in that time after you realized, okay, I am depressed, um, I am dealing with this pain? Um, what did you do to get out of it? Um, I kind of didn't want to. That's 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 the thing about you know, I guess depression for me. I don't I can't speak for anybody else, um, but for me, I, I didn't want to. Um, I was content where I was. And I think I didn't want to because, again, I, I, I saw how much damage I made and how much I hurt you and your family. Now, obviously not just you, but your family. Um, and I felt so horrible that I thought, like, I deserved to, to walk into whatever punishment or bad karma is coming my way. And so I didn't really, you know, I didn't pray to get out of it. I just, I just prayed that, I prayed more for you so that like, like God would just mend your heart so that you can move forward. Like that's honestly what my prayer was. I wasn't praying about, oh Lord, how do I get out from here? Like that wasn't my concern. My concern was more like, you know, please Lord, please. Like I want Jenny to be able to forget about me just to move on. And now that I've, you know, verbalized what I've been dealing with, then I can start my own healing process by myself. Like, I no longer have to worry about dragging anybody that has nothing to do with all my crap, you know, and then just dump it on them because I care about them. You know, that that's honestly what my focus was. And so that was my prayer for, for a while. And again, obviously God didn't... <laughs> You know, I don't know what he did with those prayers, but um, what I was praying for is not what I got. <laughs> no, definitely not. I think sometimes we tend to pray and ask God for certain things in prayers. But um, the power of prayer, I think, is one of these beautiful things is that even though we may be praying for other people, God is, Jesus is always interceding for us. And he knows the desires of your heart and of our hearts. So um, though you want it, Maybe you really wanted that, or at least your brain, your thought process wanted that. But deep inside, you were hurting. Deep inside, you still loved me. And oh, for sure, and, yeah, definitely. And, and I think that's the beauty of like, you know, Proverbs. <clears throat> that's the beauty of God. Like Proverbs says it that you know the heart is deceiving, and only God, you know, God knows our heart, and He um, knows the innermost parts of our thought, and we know that in Psalm one thirty nine says it in Psalm 139 and so like he searches your heart in the midst of prayers in the midst of what you are thinking and what you're going through that though you may know what you want or think you know what you want God really knows the depths of our hearts and so he responds to those prayers and I think in in a way the beautiful thing about prayer is that when we're praying for others and interceding for others um God is also working in your life and that's what happened with you, babe. I think that God was totally working in your life as you were praying for me and you were, you know, hoping that God would do something in my life. Um, for me, it was different. Like for me, in, in that, and you're right. I think for me, depression went the other way. I was a busy one. I, I dove into grad school, finished grad school, and I just, I didn't have time. I didn't want to think about you. I didn't want to think about anything because you had really broken my heart. Um, so when your little brother would tell me that he was worried and concerned about you, um, a part of me was really angry that <laughs> he would text me and let me know. 
then the other part of me also knew that deep inside I loved you and I cared for the well-being of you. And so um, I just remember just going through a lot of like healing and processing our breakup and um, giving room and space to talk to other people that would help me process this. Um, but it took time. And I think, you know, when, when anyone experiences a breakup, one of the best things that um, I can advise, and I, I really hate giving advice, but I think in this case, I would want to say in... Maybe an opinion. An opinion. An opinion. You. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, baby. I, <laughs> um, I think an opinion I would, I have is when you are in pain, when you've experienced a broken heart, whether it be by loss of a relationship, loss of a loved one, and not necessarily death, but just the literal meaning of loss. Um, you should find someone to really just walk you through the process and through the loss, someone that you can confide on, whether it be a therapist or whether it be uh, a mentor, and that's what I did. I, I kind of started talking to mentors um, or people that I would want to consider mentor. And I started getting mentored by people. And some people, their their way of mentoring was not working for me. So I was like, screw that. I'm not going to continue with you. So I found um, what worked for me and who was a good person to talk to. And for a moment there, I kept talking to um an older woman and in the church and she kept when she was married she had kids um and she just kept mentoring me um, for a season of my life and that's how i was able to heal i think for me it was um i don't know i i kind of have this thing where sometimes in, in in my life i like to kind of be alone and and i don't see that in the sense of like Oh, I'm getting, you know, thinking bad thoughts or I'm thinking about harming myself. I've never, you know, I've never gone that far. Um, but I just, I wanted to be alone because I felt like I wanted to really, like, dig into my own life and, and find out why I did the things I did and how did I end up where I was. You know, how, how did it go from just a regular average kid who had nothing but video games in his brain to all of a sudden, you know, looking at porn, thinking about pornography, looking at girls that, that I found interesting, but at the same time wondering what they looked like naked, you know, and to this day, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know why, but... You know, it's something that I have to, you know, I'm not going to take my life to just, you know, dedicate it to, to that question. But, you know, um, that's what I experienced. I went through all of that and I just felt like maybe one day this can help somebody. I don't, I don't know who that person is. I don't know who, you know, that person is dating or married to or, you know. In, in the process of moving on to the next chapter, but I figured if, if this can help somebody or if this can, you know, give someone that moment where they're like, oh, maybe I should, you know, slow it down a little, then it's good enough for me, you know, and, and just, I mean, it's 
you know, times are different now. You know, this is this is a big, you know, becoming a huge norm for a lot of people, you know, and within the church too, which is kind of scary because I mean, yeah. a lot of things, at least growing up, you know, there were a lot of things that were not okay. And then now, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even 50, but I'm only 34 and I'm seeing a bunch of things that I never thought in my life I would ever see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is just, that's, that, this is my struggle. You know, pornography has always been my struggle. Um, and I just, yeah, I just have to move forward, keep fighting. Hope to God that I don't ever watch pornography again. But I think, you know, I've told you this once, babe, that if for any reason in my life, if for any reason I somehow fell into pornography again, like I wouldn't kill myself. Like I remember I used to have the mentality where like if I did it, if I went 50, you know, 60 years without watching it and then I saw it again, I, I would have taken that as I have been watching it for the last 60 years, you know, and that, and I didn't realize that that was also damaging yeah, because, because I was like, why? I mean, at one point I thought to myself, like, why would I, why, why would I do that to myself? And why would I, why would I take, why would I see it that way? So, you know, I remember when I told you that. I think if I if I ever did that, I would. I mean, it would hurt. Obviously, it would hurt you, of course. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't take it as something like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die tonight because I watched pornography." Yeah. Again, I'm not trying to lighten the mood, and I'm not trying to say that if you do it, oh guys, don't worry about it. No. But what I am saying is that, like, I don't want it to have that power over me. Like, I don't want to feel like, like if I, if for any reason, God forbid it happens, but if it did, then I don't want it to feel like I went 60 years straight watching porn. Yeah. Which is not true. Which it's is not, not even yeah. true. You've yeah. gone so, 50 years, let's say that was the example. Yeah. You have gone 60 years without right. watching porn. Yeah. And that it would just be a slip. That's it. And again, that I would have the heart and the courage to forgive myself. To be forgiven and to also just, okay, accept it. I'm loved. That's not who I am. I messed up. And, you know, and just have the tools to be able to catch myself before that happens again. Yeah. And that's really important, I think, for anyone. I think guilt and shame is the worst enemy that we have in life. And it's what drags us down. And it's what the enemy wants us to constantly feel. Um but, you know, Scripture tells us there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And the truth of the matter is, it's like you are working in your life. You are being renewed on a daily basis. But because we are human and yeah. because Danny is human, he will most likely fail. And I think it's also on my behalf, being your your spouse, being your, your wife, there's also this um, expectation in a way from the world that when someone fails, you shame them or you're like, wow, you, you judge them. I think it's the first initial like reaction, you know? And I think it's, it's important for me to remind myself that I am as flawed and as human as you are and as anyone else. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
again, it's, I mean, if we're going to look at it at face value, clearly, you know, if I, if I had to stand next to a guy that just took someone's life, that killed someone else, and, and my only sin is, is porn, I mean, at this rate, God doesn't see me and the next person any different because yeah. it's equivalent. You know, the person that, that's only flaw, the person whose only flaw is, you know, a, being a, a hardcore liar and can't stop lying for, for, you know, for their lives in comparison to someone who, who took a life. I mean, again, it's yeah. us as humans, we're going to see that, oh, well, obviously the guy who lies, you know, hasn't killed anybody, so he's good. Yeah. But in God's eyes, it's like, no. Yeah, we forget like, that. You're... you're you're as messed up as this person. Yeah. And even if it is just lying. Yeah, we forget that. And even in scripture in Galatians, like you see that where the liar is right literally next to the murderer when it's naming like whoever, you know, commits murder, whoever lies, whoever commits adultery. You know, we, we forget that. Like the liar is in there. Mm. Um, so it's it's great. And we want to remind each and every single one of our listeners that, you know, sin is sin. There's not one greater or the other, except for one that scripture really talks about that has to do about like blasphemy against the spirit. But we're not going to go there. That's not our job. That's not what we're about to explain. But um, we just want to say, like, in reality, um, I am very aware as Danny's wife that pornography can and maybe might effect want to trickle in and the enemy might want to utilize that um and it can happen and, and i say it can't but necessarily mean that i'm hoping that that's what's going to happen um and if it does happen i need to face the biggest question that is probably going to be facing me at that moment is what are you going to do about it jenny and the initial probably gut reaction and my humanness would be definitely I would be hurt, but it and it doesn't dismiss the action either. Like I want to make sure that I make that very clear. It doesn't dismiss um, the action either. But I also have to really think what is worth fighting for and what is not worth fighting for. My husband has been clean for so long. Um, am I going to let one slip off? Like really break our marriage? You know. So I think, I mean, it would be a different story if you continue to do it and do it and do it. Then that's the honest truth. And I would probably say Danny needs some help. And yeah. we probably wouldn't be in this relationship right now. And we probably need space so that you can get healthy, you know. But everything's hard. Marriage is hard. And I think yeah. you got to pick your battles. Like marriage is hard. Divorce is also hard. And yeah. and it's, you know, you got to choose which, which hard you're going to do. And I would rather do marriage with you and walk with you than to try to do divorce without think it's, it's, it's scary guys I've, I've thought about that i thought about what if that happens again and i lose jenny and it does it worries me it concerns me because where, where would i go i literally have nobody so where would i go you know so things like that like coming to my mind so you know it, 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 again, it just helps to to also keep you know keep fighting at this and asking God to help me, and then also to for God to give Jenny 
the understanding that pornography is not me preferring a woman to look a certain way or to behave in a certain manner in the bedroom, but it is simply just a distorted concept that trickled into my life without my understanding of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess what we wanted to share with you guys today was, yeah, the broken engagement was necessary. Um, In that season, I I will say this, I bet you didn't say, Danny, is you, when we got back together, because we did get back together, ta-da, we're married. (laughs) Uh, Psych! (laughs) So, um, when we got back together about a year later from the first initial breakup, well, from the engagement breakup, um, we... I told Danny that the one condition that I would get back together with him is if he got help. Like yeah. he needed to leave the church that he was a part of and he mm-hmm. needed to help be in a healthier community. And so for the next three years that we dated, three years and a half, I want to say, um, again, you got inner healing. You went through a couple of programs through um, our, um, through our, um, the ministry that we were a part of. And, um, you got the help yeah. and and that really really set us up for where we are right now yeah and and that's not to say that you have not continued to work on it in fact yeah. it's a daily battle it's a daily you know you have you every day you have to choose to pick up your cross yeah and to carry it that's the thing too about it guys i mean i do believe that you know i've been healed from from this Amen. but, I believe that too. but that's not to say that the enemy's gonna stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the difference is is that like I now know what I can do to stay away from this. You know, and it's just honestly to cry out, to just cry out. I mean, that's all I can do. <laughs> you know, that and obviously prayer. Um, but you know, I I want to reach a moment in my life where I am above this, where I can still sense the enemies trying to come at me with all this crap, but that it won't phase me because I am above it. Mm-hmm. And so, that's the goal. That's that's the you know that's the dream. And and yeah, like like you know like you said, babe. It's, you know, a constant fight. Like, every day I have to remind myself, like, okay, like, I'm married, I'm a husband, I have a wife that I care for, that I love and respect. So I need to, you know, I need to think highly. I need to think godly. I need to behave godly. I need to, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And the honest truth is that I, I can't do that by myself. If I'm not... You know, if I'm not doing my devotionals, if I'm not taking the time to to read my Bible, I'm not, it's not going to work. I can, I could sit here and pretend like it is, but it, it won't. And so it's a constant fight every day. I have to, I have to think that way. I have to behave holier. I have to think holier because that is what it, that is what is expected of me. So. Yeah. I love what you said. I think it's an everyday thing. And I think no matter what we're struggling with, every day we should be spending time in the Word. Every day we should be spending time in prayer. 
and trusting that God is working in us and that God is constantly renewing our minds. You know, Romans 12, 1, it's talking about, Paul talks about how, you know, um, we got to renew our minds every day. Yeah. And the renewal of our minds doesn't come just by sitting, watching TV, binge watching Netflix, or trying to ignore the pain, or mm-hmm. trying to dig it by numbing it with other things or substituting it with other things. But by actually addressing it and by actually being in the word and knowing what the truth is and what God says about you and combat combating those negative lies and thoughts that the enemy has been feeding you yeah. um, so that you can combat that with the truth of what God says. But we will only know the truth if we spend time in the yeah. truth. So, so yeah, I guess, you know, we just wanted to share this with you guys yeah. and we wanted to, you know, just encourage you and to remind you that if God can redeem our story, he can redeem yours too. Yeah. And I also just wanted to, to just say for anyone that's listening, especially for those who, those of you who are married, um, I hope that this, doesn't bring forth any um, change of heart or any fighting or any change of perception of who your husband or who your spouse is. Um, I know that this subject is very sensitive and sometimes, you know, it can go south when we don't want it to, but I just want you guys to know that, that it, you can talk about it. And again, for all you women out there, uh, that have been going through this because of your boyfriends or your husbands, you are definitely not that. And you are exactly what God says you are. Yeah. And you were made in God's image. Well, we will see you on the flip side next time. Catch you on the flippity flip. Yep. And we hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day or night, whatever time you're listening. Thank you so much. Yeah. And blessings to each and every single one of you. Yeah. All right, adios. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in. We really enjoyed hanging out with you. If you really enjoyed hanging out with us too, then we ask you for one simple favor. Go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we did. We thank you so much and we really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Adiós.